Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. In New York City, someone is about to become iconic. Every Sunday night, myself and Lindsay Kay will be producing a brand new drag competition called Iconic at Icon in Astoria. Hosted by Heidi Ho, this brand new competition will feature up-and-coming queens of the city as they battle out for an incredible prize package. And guess what? At Iconic, you, the audience, will be our fourth judge. Mark your calendars for Sunday nights this summer as we crown the next Iconic Drag Superstar. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's the fishiest dancing queen in all of New York City, and I'm so honored to have her on Block Talk. Everything's coming up, Hibiscus! Hey, it's me! How putting the you? pedal to the metal! Yeah, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's a little humid out. It is. It's gross. It, it is, but it's so nice to be in here in your cold AC Thanks, home. I, <laughs> I, I, I never ha- know what to call Yeah, I keep it... Um, at 60 because I um, sweat all oh, the time. Oh, that's great. Um, and if people want to judge me, they can. But, like, the good thing about my apartment is I know most people have to, like, you know, pay utilities. Uh-huh. The utilities are included in my apartment. I hate Because the landlord has multiple units and they're all on one meter. So he can't determine who uses the what. So oh, that bitch that stays is... on all the time. Yeah. That's a that's a good benefit. I know. it's. I hate you now. Like, there are things about this apartment that I'm like, I want to leave so badly. And, like, he's... A psychopath but then there's also <laughs> things that i'm like why why would i want to deal with like a landlord who never is around and can communicate like oh there, there are things that i'm like yes this place rolls but we're not here about here to talk about my apartment we're here to talk about you oh shit here goes so let we're gonna start at the beginning so where okay. are you from i'm originally from i was born in the philippines but i grew up in hawaii i moved um to honolulu hawaii when i was five years old amazing and what yeah. was that like it was really chill, relaxing, and it was hard to contain my personality on an island. <laughs> yeah, well, so, like, I feel like Hawaii is one of those places where everyone who's not from Hawaii is like, oh, my God, I want to go to Hawaii so badly. What is it like living there and for people like us to be like, that's our destination? Um, it is amazing to live there, and growing up, I didn't really appreciate it. I used to be like, ugh, the beach again. We're doing this like four times a week. <laughs> and then when I finally moved to the West Coast, Arizona specifically, where there's no beaches like California, I did miss it. Um, but it's really relaxing. People are really friendly. Who They open the door for you kind of situation. You could leave your door unlocked if you like live in a neighborhood because everyone is that close versus... Coming to New York City where you have to be aware of your belongings and your personal space. It's so true. <laughs> so, like, okay, I've never been to Hawaii. It's obviously on my dream list to go to Hawaii. What are, like, the top five things I should do if I go to Hawaii? Um, definitely go to one of the secluded beaches. Like, it depends on what island you go to. Sure. There's always something. If you go to the big island, the black sand beach is pretty cool. Um I like the hiking. I, I'm not like a cardio person, mm-hmm. but I do like to go hiking just to enjoy the view when you get to the top. There's waterfalls, like secret waterfalls hidden, so just got to find your own adventures. God, I want to go there now. And also all the food. Like If you're a big foodie and like not afraid to try anything besides burger and pasta, you'll enjoy it. 
Yeah, well, that, that's my be- <laughs> one downfall is, like, I'm not a seafood person. Oh, okay. So going to, like, any island ever is probably not going to be my jam. That is, yeah. Food-wise. Food-wise. That kind of sucks. I know. It's true. So you mentioned moving to Arizona. What was that for? Um, I went to Arizona for school. I started at um, DeVry, then I ended at Arizona State University. Amazing. And then... Not many people know, but you were in the United States Army. I was in the United States Army and the Army Reserve. I served for six years in um, six years active reserve and then two years inactive. That's incredible. Tell yeah. us about this experience. So I, I went to DeVry originally and then got like student loans. So I was like, how am I going to pay for this? And I had some scholarship and I kind of burned through that. And then I saw a recruiter approached me at the mall in Arizona and convinced me to take the test that they do, the aptitude test. Yeah. And then they, I was like, as long as my job is not like truck driving or doing someone's laundry, I'll consider it. And then I ended up having like a communications networking job. And so I was like, okay, what's in it for me? What's my bonus? And they were like, $20,000 if you do this many years and you they'll pay for your school if you go back to school. And That's so that, that was the big catch. So I got out of college with... Not a lot of debt. <laughs> you are living a lot of people's dreams. Yeah, I still had some, but it's not like, you know, in the, close to the hundreds or in the hundred thousands. Now, prior to knowing, like, the perks monetarily of the military, mm-hmm. what were you a pro-military person? Very much, because in, in Hawaii, you um, there's a lot of military bases. There's Air Force, Marines, and Army, and also the Coast Guard. So you grow, grow up around, like, you know... We call the white people. We call them Howleys in Hawaii. You grow up around them, and so you you kind of learn to accept them and let them be part of your community. So I was very pro military. Didn't always agree with some of their um, views, and that came along being more educated and being open and exposed to adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. What, what was like the biggest fear of being in the army? Oh God, being yelled at because I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> no, yeah, that that would be. That would be my thing. It's like I don't, I don't, I'm I don't not, like what to do. Yeah, I don't like confrontation. I just like shut down in confrontation, and then I have this boiling moment where I'm like ready to fight right back. But that was my biggest fear: is just being told what to do. Like I wasn't really scared of shooting guns or waking up early or running or whatever. It was being told what to do because I've always been in control of my life. Yeah. So, what was your journey to New York City like? Um. It was scary. I was done with um, school in Arizona, and there was no job for me. And so I applied to um, for a job position here in New York, and they flew me in during um, Fashion Week and tried to see if I could, you know, be a, a part of their team. And then they liked me. So two weeks later, they were like, "We'll move you to New York if you know." Yeah. So that's how I en- ended up here, and. Did not know the city at all. Had never been to New York City. So my very first apartment was all the way in Midwood, Brooklyn. Like, oh, all the way God. in Coney Island. And I thought it was like, oh, it's going to... It was so different. And now I'm in Washington Heights the last five years. Nice. <laughs> now, was this your first time on the East Coast? It was my... I lied. No, it wasn't my first time on the East Coast. I, I've been to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Similar city to New York. Similar. Boston and um, Baltimore and D.C. Yeah, Before awesome. New York City. When did drag enter your life? Drag entered my life in 2013. I 
was approached by someone. They're like, they were wanted to do a big production of the Adams Family, and they were looking for a little person specifically to be Pugsley. <laughs> and they're like, "You're a dancer. We want to do this Adams Family production. Would you want to be Pugsley?" And so that's how I started my drag journey. I was a backup <laughs> dancer for a Miss Gay America contestant who's like well known in the Miss Gay America pageant system and the rest was history they put me in makeup that time and i didn't i didn't think anything of it going back fast forwarding two years later the same person put me in face again and told me to do a competition and so i did and then i won and that's (laughs) i was just hungry for more so describe hibiscus in three words hibiscus in three words it would be sexy energetic and fishy yeah i always people always like say sexy and fishy are almost the same thing but i feel Not sexy always. is more of a feeling yeah absolutely. fishy is more of a visual thing right because there are some non-fishy sexy queens yes no i agree uh what is the origin story of your name um pay, i chose hibiscus to pay an homage to my home state which is hawaii and that's the state flower i'm like deathly allergic to sunflowers to specific certain flowers not sunflowers my voice is like a little weird but um so i don't i just chose a, the state flower which is hibiscus just to embrace yeah flowers i love flowers but i like i hate that i'm allergic to some of them <laughs> yeah absolutely now do you have a last name or you, you no last name share <laughs> madonna hibiscus those are the um like some of the few artists that i look up to so, so i was like you know what? they don't have last name and they're fierce and yeah i have technically two drag mothers that have helped me mold my character so i don't want to favor one or the other sure and that's why well, you could always hyphen it i know they, that'd be so that long be yeah who are some of your drag inspirations? My drag inspiration, oh, there's so many. Uh, definitely Madonna, Cher, Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears. And They're all amazing drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then up for fashion-wise, I love um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, not just Sex and the City. Well, Sex and the City made her fashion, but outside of that, she was also able to um, have a fashion... Yeah, fashion. Yeah, she's an icon. She's, she's an icon. Um, Gwen Stefani, her fashion-wise, I Absolutely. love Gwen's looks. And I tend to go towards edgier looks. Like, sometimes people are like, that's not really a drag wear. It's more street wear. I'm like, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the one thing that, like, being part of the nightlife scene, I've learned is, like, people can imply that there are rules to drag, but there really aren't. The, yeah, that's it's true. It's a feeling. Drag is a feeling. It's it, it's an expression, and you do what you want. And specifically, New York City drag. There's so many different types and characteristics that you know anything is you know, anything is like possible. And yeah. you could look like a tiger and go perform on stage for two hours, and it's totally okay. And it's not like a costume. It's exactly. drag. If you want to wear pads, you wear pads. If you want to wear boobs, you wear boobs. Exactly. I mean, we may have a winner of Drag Race who doesn't wear boobs. It's okay. <laughs> it, it's all about how you express yourself and give your energy out. Well, we'll find out who wins tonight. We will find out. I'm excited. But we'll, we'll get into that. But how long does it take to transform into hibiscus? Um, when I first started, it used to take me like two and a half hours. And I did not even look like the way I look now. <laughs> now I've gotten it down to an hour and 15 to an hour and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, I need to, I should start, you know, changing some things up and ex- experiment with different looks. But I'm so comfortable with the way I paint myself that I'm yeah. like, 
it looks fine. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I mean, hibiscus is gorgeous. So when you started to, like, be on the New York City scene in drag, what were some of the uh, first gigs you had? Some of the first gigs I've had, um, well, I, the first thing I've ever done is Rise Bar when Shaquita used to host Drag Wars there. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing. So Shaquita, like, saw me, and then she did invite me to her Thursday show at Hardware. So that was, like, one of the beginnings. And then also the Ritz, um, when Shaka Convict, Jada, and Ivana Top used to do Wednesday before right. it was turned. I can't even think of the name right now. But anyway, when those three used to do the Wednesday show before Madeline Hatter took over, those that that's like the early gigs that I've done. And also from doing that, that's when Vincent Cooper discovered me and told me I should try out for try Lady Liberty. Yeah, and so, so I did. You are the very first winner of the amazing competition, Lady Liberty. I know, and I thank God Aja made season <laughs> Season nine because I think she would have won. Yeah, <laughs> had I mean, she made it to the final. Crazy, crazy stories. Like just like looking at the list of like the early seasons, who was a part of it, and like mm -hmm. where they are now, and what potential shows they may be on next year. But it, it's insane. It is insane. And honestly, it's it's telling to how great that competition is oh. and what vincent has built with lady liberty it's definitely it's it's just like drag race my prize package was two hundred dollars now it's like a yeah. thousand plus so i embrace it i don't feel people ask me about how i feel about that i'm like no that's what a competition Absolutely. should be you it, should it's gotta evolve it's gotta grow and it, lady liberty fucking has yeah and it has and i'm like so proud of what um he's done and how what the competition has become because girls want to compete in it absolutely um, what was your experience like doing the first season? Um, to be honest, I've never won any of my weeks because that's what, when it first started. You used to like do a weekly competition, mm -hmm. and then the four that wins that month would go for right. a semi semifinals. So I never won my week, and then I went to the semifinals. I never won that either, and then I ended up getting the wild card. Right, and then I end up. The top two were me and Ari Kiki, and Ari Kiki won the semifinals that I didn't win. I came in close. So it, it just changed. I was like, I need to do something different. I need to. That's before they even knew Hibiscus like, had dancers. So that's when I finally brought them out. And yeah, so like, who, was, who did you compete against in the finale? Ari Kiki. Um, Blake Deadly. I'm trying to think who else was there. Oh my goodness. Not Aja. Not Aja. She was filming something. <laughs> Ritzy Bits. I remember Ritzy. I'm blanking out. But yeah, th those. Um, bang. Mm hmm. Before she moved. Before she moved. Yeah, so I've competed. Yeah, with... good group. And Wendy Waxwood. Amazing. Yeah. So, how has Lady Liberty altered your drag career since winning? Um, it's given me opportunities for other queens in the nightlife, like, to see me. And that's how Yuha also saw me, like, heard of me, is through Lady Liberty. So she finally invited invited me to uh, one of her invasion. And that's how I've met, like, Wendy Waxwood mm -hmm. and Ari Kiki is through that competition. So they all had shows or titles. Like, Wendy was Miss Stonewall that year. Right. And Ari Kiki has her riot show at Stonewall. And that's how I became... Um, part of like the Stonewall family is like I would perform there so yeah. much. Thanks, thanks to Wendy Waxwood, thanks to Ari Kiki and Yuha for getting me there and having Mike Salinari see how I perform. Yeah. So, well, speaking of families, you were part of the Boots and Saddle family before yes. it closed. 
um, and you are a part of the Stonewall family. And unless you've been living under a rock, you everyone would know that you are Miss Stonewall 2018. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you were there. I was there. What, like, what does that title mean to you? Um, I've never really like wanted to compete for a bar title, but something about um, winning Miss Stonewall to me was it's a platform it's a monumental historic landmark so i wanted to use that and hopefully i want to raise some money for people in our community that needs it and i know they have the stonewall gives back initiative Mm -hmm. that they've just started like a year and a half ago which i am so happy um but there are so many people in our community that needs help and i'm all about servicing others like that's how i avoided being home in high school is doing community service and then moving to new york and meeting a group of friends from cheer new york and helping others so i've always had that in me to help other people and i've already like talked to mike of my my ideas to have like a quarterly show just to raise monies and maybe even do like community service somewhere like i said i will do that research so i want that and then they're all happy that i actually have a queen that wants to do more than just wear the crown so and And, and drink for free and drink for free I mean, yes. that's got to be the best part of that prize package. Absolutely. It's like they know you in there, so... It, it all makes sense. I don't even get my bags checked anymore. <laughs> well, no, it all makes sense when uh, they were like, yeah, and you get to drink for free. It's like, oh, that explains Fifi. That explains everything. <laughs> that's why she comes there after every game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so... Now that you have Miss Stonewall, you're going to get to perform there even more than you have, I'm yes. sure. Um, you'll be the face of Stonewall for a lot of events. Absolutely. Um, do you, Are there any shows on the horizon that you can talk about, or are they still in the works? It's still in the works. I'm, I still have my monthly show there, the Sunday Smackdown. That's still, go, that's still going on, and the next one is July 22nd, and then I still haven't chosen my um invasion dates i told him i want to do a quarterly fundraising show and a quarterly invasion so that's all i can say now i don't have any dates yet (laughs) yeah well now that you are miss stonewall you'll probably get to work with like anybody you want because people Uh, want to work with you are there any new york city queens that you've yet to work with that are on your dream list yes there's a lot actually and like thanks to these competitions that's that i see them um poppy's one Mm -hmm. i adore her she's so smart with the way she performed yeah she's great and i try to pick like different um characteristic when i put a group together like i always have like a dancing queen a campy queen or and um Nicole Anoscopy is another mm. one. I've had the honor to be like right in front of her at Miss Stonewall and like seeing her looks and just and I also go for someone who's really and genuinely nice. Like I so what you do backstage really reflects who you are too. Yeah. So I hope queens don't forget that. So, so Nicole was nice backstage? She was nice to, at least to me. <laughs> yeah, she she's a doll. She's very one of the sweetest people in the world. Yeah, she, I I mean I'm going to brag about her. Um on Sunday at Pride we hung out together mm-hmm. watching the parade. Um, and there was a very drunk man who decided to say that I was invading his space because I hadn't moved, and he got closer. And he just started to, like, th- hurl some really hateful things toward me. And Nicole just yelled at him and stood up for me. She's she's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. Yeah. So I definitely want to work with her. And I told her after Lady Liberty this past competition i was like we're gonna do some choreo okay yes. and she's like i'm not a dancing queen but please give me choreo yes so. yes that's that's one thing like because she has it in her she's a dancer yeah. an it's just she needs someone to help guide her there and you just and that's what i i, I look for in the show it's just different personalities different races to be honest yeah. i don't always want to have like an all-white cast sure, all absolutely. latino cast unless it's raising money for a specific Abs- thing absolutely. that you need it for 
Now, you'll be having spending a lot of time in Stonewall, but are there any other venues that you've yet to work with that you'd love to work at? I spent so many t- so much time at, in the West Village. I would love to make my way to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Like I've always, I've only guest spot there, which I which is great, but I've never like either I have never performed at therapy. Never performed. I can't even think right now. You've obviously been to Hardware. Hardware and Rise are the only yeah. places. Well, I mean, I've never been to Industry. I performed for our Cheer New York showcase, but I don't count that since sure. it wasn't a drag show. Absolutely. Well, just go between therapy and Industry and just bounce back and forth mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... You, there are a lot of things on the horizon for you. And I hear that you may be coming to Astoria to do a little gig. I am. Um, July 16th, I'll be doing While Boudoir's Away in Fire yeah. Island, her magic, um, Magical Monday show. Yeah, and I hope, I think we're going to potentially have you as a guest judge for Iconic. Yes. I'm very excited for Lindsay, that. Lindsay um, K have reached out to me, and I yeah. told her, give me dates, and I'll I'm get excited. right on it. I'm, I'm really excited to produce this show. We, we have I know, I'm excited really, about that. And really I saw the cast, I was like, wow. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going all in, but... Now, one of my dream girls that I did want to work with is in that cast. So I'm yeah. not going to be biased. So I'm not no, going to say yeah, who. That's true. That's true. Well, we're going to play my favorite game on the okay, podcast. Okay, here we go. Tea time. Yes. Uh, where you're going to spill some ah! tea, share some stories about some of your favorite <laughs> sisters, some of the people you shared a stage with, some of the people who helped you get along in the city. And this is all love. This is all love because that's what drag is. Okay. I'm going to, like, I, I, I don't know who you're going to say, but I'll try to think of. Yeah. I think this should be easy for you. Okay. The first one, let's start with Anita D. Oh, Anita D. She is my drag sister. We both have the same drag mother. Um, she does a lot of her dips and twirls, but if you ever see her without her tights, her knee is fucked up. Oh, no. Oh, my so God. So who's your drag mom? Our drag mother is Andorra Tate, and right. also Truly Fabu, who's based in uh, Maryland. And, yeah. Amazing, yeah. But her <laughs> knee is fucked up, and, like, once I, you see that, you kind of like don't look away from it. So I always look at <laughs> oh, it when she dips. No. Like she has like a double knee on the knee that she dips. Oh, gross. Sorry, Anita. <laughs> Not gross. I have like bad knee problems. So like I, I sympathize. I have tendonitis in both my knees. Oh. Like in my knee, like it clicks all the time. So I, I sympathize. I know. But for her, she's like, it doesn't even hurt. It's just been there from doing right. it all these years. Like, I can't. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Miss Cheer New York 2018, Adriana Trento. Oh, she is such a cunt. I love I <laughs> love her, though. Um, I love doing her shows. Um, that's the first time I could actually, like, read a bitch and not feel bad about it. Um, I told her she just needs to wear, like, athlete's foot because her feet backstage, girl. Oh, no. Girl. Oh, no. He said spill the tea. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, yeah, so I didn't see you at the parade. I don't know how I missed you, but I saw her in the car. In the car. Um, yeah. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I have pictures of you where it's like, bitch, get me off of this. I need a drink. <laughs> It, I, listen, it's really hard just sitting in a car for four hours. For four hours? I was glad we were in the beginning, though. Because yeah. there are other... Yeah, I was in the front of the team, because I was captain this sure, year. Sure, sure, that's so probably I, to... I missed it. But no, it was, I mean, she's she's fabulous. She is fabulous. And she... I've also... Watching her growth is amazing. Yeah. Her makeup, her dance, her performance, it's so good yeah i mean yeah. talk about someone who can throw shade themselves Ooh, she's good at it she is good and like she knows how to take it too that's why i love her yeah next we have vicky deville oh goodness vicky um i just fell in love with her because her makeup is so fabulous and i always forget that she's a real woman yeah so it is a transformation um 
She's just a little shy, so I used to. I never like made fun of her up for it, but I used to like need to shake her up before we perform. But I'm so glad she's do- performing more now that she's comfortable with that. And I never told her this, but if she, she should try out for Drag Race just to see what they would think Honestly, of her. Honestly, at the, at this point in time, why not? Yeah, I've never I've never said that to her, but she should because I'm like. Well, she's about to do a competition. She's doing Ultimate Drag Pageant. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, she uh, she didn't the, tell me yet. The cast was officially announced last night. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, next up we have someone that I'm always worried about because I always have um, uh, ambulance on the call just because I fear she's going to break herself, but Izzy Uncut. <laughs> I love Izzy. I know people always ask me, why do you like performing with her? She like moves her hands too much and hardly moves <laughs> her lips. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I love Izzy because um, that goes back to like knowing her personally when yeah. I first started drag she used to so she was like she's a friend of Shaquita so she used to come to Drag Wars when it wasn't at Rise and she would like just cheer me on on the side and always like build me up so that always stuck out with me like I met Izzy when he was Kyle and yeah. then total shocker when I saw him perform as I mean total sweetheart total Absolutely. sweetheart yeah but no people are like why do you invite Izzy to your show like she just moves her hands and does a flip and because I'm like, audiences live for it Aud- exactly like she is a tall bitch when she does like a flip it travels like from Europe to Asia <laughs> yeah I mean like watching her when she's at hardware I'm like I don't know how you just didn't destroy your body on that concrete I know you flung yourself on the concrete and she used to not pad no so it'll be right onto the body but no yeah, and she, uh, her glow up has been so good too yeah I mean if there's not danger in drag it's not drag it's true Everyone has their thing. Yeah. Well, next, we, you already mentioned her a little bit, but tell us a little more about Nicolonoscopy. Ah, she is such a sweetheart. And I I, I only found, I found this out, um, the last Lady Liberty competition, that she's only been doing drag for such a short time. Yeah. To be honest, I thought she was doing it just as long as I have. No, she really, I mean, she, sometimes she forgets to tell people, like, she really started in December. That's what she um, In Drag Wars. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I told her, like, no, I thought you... But yeah, that was like such a surprising thing to hear because her performance, like she doesn't think of just standing on on the stage. She thinks production, which yeah. is very rare for an early queen. But then I guess you mentioned she he's an actor too. Yep. So mm-hmm. that that makes sense. Like yeah. they have that in their brain and in instilled in their brain that you need to think of every little detail. Yeah, it's that glow up has been very quick and yeah. Listen, if you get your name out there and people are already jealous, you're doing something right. Exactly. Next, we have Katrina Lovelace. Oh, Katrina Lovelace. Oh, she used to hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's part of, like, you know, the, 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 the Boots and Saddle original clan and Lola and Ari Kiki, like, that group of drag family. So when I came in, she was just like, who's this bitch? So I was not welcomed, and then, she, so yeah, I, I still remember that Katrina, by the way, <laughs> but working with her more at Boots and Saddle and doing our um, Friday show when Boots and Saddle was still open, it made us closer, it made me, you know, it, it made me get to know her more, which makes me respect people when I get yeah. to know them and know what their personal struggle is and let them into my life too, so, and she, she's been an amazing, like, I remember when she used to try to do splits. Now she actually does them. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, you mentioned her just now, Lola Michelle Kiki. Yeah, she's one of uh, Lola Michelle Kiki. Uh, she's one of the first people that actually got me to Stonewall, too, besides Wendy, Yuha, and Ari. Um, 
was it two three years ago logan hardcore um was doing her wedding planner so his thursday show was given to a rotation with wendy and lola and they both would invite me so that's how i got to know lola and then she invited me to her brunch i really have nothing bad to say about lola except she she's not joking when she tell you this is the splash zone (laughs) even waiting to do my number backstage i would feel her sweat splash on me so (laughs) Yeah, that's. But um, she's been really nice to me, very supportive of everything I do, and yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep it in the family, Ari Kiki. Oh goodness, I know she used to not like me too when we first met because oh, no, I took her um, Lady Liberty title away. I'm sorry, Ari, but she didn't expect I would bring dancers too. So she started. She had her air horn because I know she's. A funny co- comedy queen. I know she Absolutely. has tricks up her sleeve. So I was like, what can I do that's me? Because I know she was going to bust something out. So I, of course I brought my whole team there and do like a whole flash mob thing. But I know she didn't like me in the beginning. But when she invited me to my sh- to her show, I was really, I was who I am. I was like really nice and being accommodating and not stepping on her toes. And then we just got close from there. And also being part of the Stonewall family has made us closer because she used to cocktail waitress there too and i used to do a lot of guests as invasions with a lot of queens yeah speaking of lady liberty we gotta ask about britta filter britta filter oh my goodness she really is my maui and i'm moana (laughs) 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 although um britta filter we have so many things in common that we never realized like we both grew up in we were both from hawaii went to arizona state which was crazy because she dropped out of arizona state to Mm -hmm. go on tour with thoroughly modern Millie. So we have this conversation all the time and she is one of the first queen like I really I saw in New York City and fell in love with. Like her mouth is just like breathtaking, just watching her lip sync and yeah, something about her, the way she lip sings. Like she may she says she's not like a dancing queen, but the way her arms move, I can't even move my arms that fast. She turns it out because she she does turn it out. She knows the energy. She knows how to capture the essence of a song even if, I mean, she can say she doesn't dance. She fucking dances. She does dance, yeah. And she knows how to captivate an audience. She knows how to mm-hmm. take a hold of them, knows the mood, and how to get them together. Yeah, no, she is, I mean, she is the rightful winner of Best Host in New York. I year. agree. I agree. Absolutely incredible. I did vote for her for Best Host. <laughs> so did I. Um, I <laughs> no offense to the others. Uh, but she's, she's great. She's so good. Um... And the first time I ever saw her was when I was asked to come judge for the season two finale of Lady Liberty. Oh, okay. And I'm going to ask you about that winner, Avant Garbage. Avant Garbage, yes. I haven't really talked to Avant in a long time, but the last time we did talk, we were talking about like doing a Lady Liberty like winner's circle performance somewhere. We just haven't found a venue, and yeah. we haven't really touched up on that since well, then. Well, I mean... I know, Stonewall. now I have Stonewall, so maybe this knock, is the time. Knock, knock. Yes, um, Avant Garbage. I love her aesthetic, and I did try to see if I can go for season two again, and she, like, swept the competition, knocked me out the first round because I was competing with her that week. Yeah, she is... Just something about her that's so unique, and that's one thing about New York City. You could br- be different and be embraced. Right, like, she can literally do Mad Libs as a performance, and people are here for it. Yeah, totally. No one else could do it. I don't know anyone else who could pull that off. Yeah. Um, speaking of a dancing queen... Egypt. Egypt. I uh, I haven't worked with Egypt in a long time, too. She's, like, so busy now. And um, 
I appreciate the way she moves because she was trained specifically to dance her style. Like, if I were to try her style, I definitely couldn't do it. Yeah. The way her hair and head whips and body moves, I just... I try to I try to watch other queens and then uh, secretly when I get home I try to see if I could perform the way they do, and <laughs> she's one that it's really hard to imitate. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's someone that I'm like waiting for her to have her own show. Yeah, and to be honest, I thought she like did drop splits too, but like I watch a lot of her videos. She's like she just slides into them. Like for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, she's a drop splitting queen until I did a group choreo with her in it, and she was like, I don't jump <laughs> into a split. Sorry, YouTube. <laughs> there's, there's time. You should learn it. No, yeah, you could just yeah. I just trust yourself. Yeah. Well, from 2018 Miss Stonewall to 2017 Miss Stonewall, Fifi Dubois. Fifi Dubois. She. I've competed with her at Miss Boots and Saddles. Um. So this is when I used to think like competition modes. So I never. I wasn't really there to make friends. Yeah. So I think that might have been a bad impression impression on my part with Fifi. But this past year, went during her reign, and when she went to Miss Gay America Western States, I was there for it, for the journey, because um, my drag family comes from that Miss Gay America system. So I was able to have conversations with her and then we've also done like a lot of the debrunches together mm-hmm. i think we've done two in the last like eight months which is so great working with fifi she's also a dancing queen but our styles are so it's different absolutely different she the- is like trained and one thing about her that i love is when she performs whether there's five people or like 50 or 100 she will give you all of her yeah she's fantastic she I will still her. run around and twirl uh i i am crossing my fingers that she brings home the crown Oh, I, I I have no doubt. She was I was there when she won Miss Gay Western States in Arizona, and she everyone loved it. Yeah, I, I'm very hopeful, and I'm Team Fifi. I'm really excited for her. Yes, I'm gonna see her there too in nationals. Yes, and last but not least, I have to ask you about the legend Shaquita. <laughs> to be honest, I've learned a lot of things about Shaquita. I looked like a raccoon when I first started. She was the first person to ever tell me like to fix something about my face. And at first, I was like, uh, like I get it. She's like, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's yeah. been doing for so long. And I thought she was like just being rude about it. But I've learned with Shaquita, if she gives you a critique, it's because she cares for you and Absolutely. wants you to do better. Also, one thing I've learned with Shaquita is never just bring one costume. Oh, she Have, wants multiple? She wants multiple. When I did like her show at Hardware, I had girls messaging me, make sure you have a walk-around outfit and a different outfit for each number. She doesn't like it when you have one throughout the she, whole So night. she's going like the classic regional Yes, world. yes. And then when I did that the first time, it was like I had my walk-around, and she was like, you're not performing in that, are you? I was like, no, it's my walk-around. And then I put on my performance piece. She's like your walk around was a lot better than your performance <laughs> look. So I just, I respect her that she tells you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I also just love, like, she is stunning. She's gorgeous. Oh my goodness. But every photo she takes, she deliberately does that face. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so funny. I just like, I want to know what the origin of that is. Well, maybe one day I'll be able to get her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I want to hear a little bit more about Cheer New York. Cheer New York. Oh, Lordy. Okay. So in high school, I did um, cheer. I did cheerleading from my freshman year to my senior year, and I cheered for my high school team and also an all-star team, which is 
All Stars here is like no sideline. It's literally performance for yeah. two minutes and 30 seconds of stunts and tumble and jumping and dancing. And then I gave that all up after I turned 18 and I thought I would never cheer again. Fast forward six years later after that, moved to New York City. The dance parade was going on around May. And I saw cheerleaders. I was like, what is this all about? So I was so glad. I felt like it was the right timing for that to run into them. And then I tried out for the team that August and I made it. And it was scary because I've never been a flyer. Growing up in Hawaii, everyone is like 5'5 five, five and shorter. <laughs> so I had no problem lifting someone up. So I've always been the person on the bottom when it comes to cheerleading. <laughs> 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 so learning a different like position was hard, but I mastered it, I feel. so. And then I, I miss cheerleading, so it was great. But it was even better that it was they do it to cheer to raise money for other charities in the tri-state area specifically to the lgbt community um so that's made it even better and when i first started with the team they were doing camp champ which helps youth with diabetes at montefiore hospital and i like to think that being part of the team i we definitely like drive the cheer for life fund more for lgbt because i was the one that nominated um art star homeless youths for art program because i to me, I feel like the arts is still important. And as Absolutely. much as people want to, certain administrations want to get rid of that, I disagree. It's people like me that have appreciated the arts program in schools. And then also after that, I did Bailey. We did Bailey House. I nominated Bailey House, and it got chosen. So that was exciting. And New Alternatives is another one that helps LGBT homeless youths. And now we're doing Immigration Equality. Incredible. And this is the second year where we've chosen Immigration Equality because. It takes so much money just to help one person. So mm -hmm. contributing like 20000 the first year, I've, we just felt like it wasn't enough. So Absolutely. Well, how, how does drag and politics go hand in hand for you? To be honest, I'm one of those queens. Like I don't want to say I like to stay out of it. I, it is, um, I'm going to be honest, when I first, when I turned 18 and joined the military at 19, I was registered Republican because I didn't know any better, and the military kind of seriously that way le leads you in that direction. And then when I furthering in college education, you become more aware of you know what politics is all about, taking like a poli sci class, and then that's when I changed my um, my party from Republican to Democrat, and even my own military buddies were. So, like, weirded out by that because I was still in the reserve. And that's why I don't post a lot of things on mm -hmm. my Facebook because I still I have a mix of friends that are in the military, my nightlife friends, and, like, my cheer and my family. They all know what I do. And then I personally, if they want to have conversations, I approach them. Like, if they're posting some crazy things about gun laws, it's like, no, we're not taking away your guns. We're just trying to make it harder for crazy people Correct. to get guns. So I'm one of those people who if I see someone post something that I think is ridiculous, I will text them or send them a message because I don't want to do it on a public forum. Absolutely. The yeah, only time it's... I go public is if I really, 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 really am passionately about it and might, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it sounds like through Miss Stonewall, you're going to be using your platform to... Raise awareness. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And there's so many like staff members that are like so, uh, you know, very like Chauncey, who's part of the Gays Against Guns. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm excited to just work with these people yeah. because they all have their um, 
things that they want to raise awareness yeah, for. Absolutely. I mean, I met like because I did my um, Gays Against Gun fundraiser in um, October. Yeah, so sad, and I want to. I'm ready to do it again. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I should it's reach so out to uh, <laughs> you and Chauncey and be like, exactly. let's do it. And I know that um, uh, Honey Davenport's very much involved in that. Very and, much, yeah. Um, so, again, like having her part of that um, fundraiser was incredible. So, you know what? Let's do it again. <laughs> let's do it. We should. I mean, it was a super successful fundraiser. So, let's let's do it. Um, uh, yay. Is it healthy to be competitive in the drag scene? And do you think rivalries build up naturally through the circuit? Um, I don't... I... Used to think it was healthy to be competitive, but like the last couple competitions I've been in, I literally take myself out of that competition mode because what the only time I'm in competition mode is preparing for it. Yeah. The moment you step into the bar, whatever you brought is what you brought. You really can't change anything at that moment. Truth. So it's like now you just have to have fun with the competition. So preparing for any competition I'm really like in competition mode what would the best hibiscus in this category be but the moment I step into the venue I'm literally that goes out the window it's like I know what I brought that's all I can do I can't really change anything now so I'm just gonna have fun and get to know these people some people think it's weird when I start talking to them because I'm like yeah no it's true because like it's it it, at the end of the day it's still sisterhood it is. It really is. And it's like, you know, if you, I want to work with these people. I like to, I want to leave a good impression. And what was the second question? Well, do, you, um, do you think rivalries build up naturally through the circuit? Oh, absolutely. Because um, it's natural for our community, for people to pin us against each other. It's like, oh, this person's, you know, it's like similar to that person yeah. or that person did this better, like... So I think I mean, people and, pin us together, and then like, you just your mind just goes there. Well, like through uh, Ultimate Drag Pageant when Nicole won, everyone's like, "Oh, well, now your new rivals, Carlos the Uber Driver, because you beat her." And it's it's just funny, like the two of them are now friends, and like let's make people think there's yeah. rivalry because it's not true. And I, I don't know if anyone ever like thought I would like I was rival with someone. I don't think so. And it's I I you know for a moment I had nothing but like all dancing queen at my show, so people don't pin me against them. Yeah. It's like you know. Because I genuinely like like them too. Absolutely. Like, What's the biggest misconception about drag? Um, I'd have to say that people just assume we're always feminine. Um, that we forget that they. A lot of my drag friends they tell me that all the time that they have a hard time dating because the mm-hmm. moment they tell the person they're dating that they're a drag queen masculinity all of that stuff goes out the window so i think like that's definitely like the hardest thing like hibiscus is very feminine i think but i also am very masculine when i'm in the gym i don't wear like short shorts i you know i like i love comfy baggy stuff like people forget like i am a boy too absolutely yeah do you think drag queens should date each other <laughs> if your aesthetics are different, sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For all those failed drag relationships. <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to a drag performer just starting out, what would it be? Be confident. Know who you are. And this is um, be confident. Know who you are, and just do your best. Because when I first competed at like at Lady Liberty. And you see the lineup of who's competing. So you're going to um, Facebook stalk them, Instagram stalk them. And I used to think, like, oh, my God, I don't paint as good as Aquaria. I don't 
you know, I don't perform. I'm not funny like Ari Kiki. Like, I'm not going to win. So you're going to let that get in your head. Yeah. And I told I needed the same thing when she started competing mm-hmm. for Lady Liberty season two. She was just like, I don't paint as, like, I don't, I'm not like that, like Jay, when um, Jay competed against her. I'm not, I don't dance like this person. I'm like, she's like, I'm hood. I'm like ghetto. I was like, then do the best hood ghetto you. Absolutely. And that's what I always tell people now. It's like, really know who you are as an entertainer and just be confident. Do not look at your competition and compare yourself because you, they might have been in two years. You're just in like four months. Do you have any aspirations for Drag Race? I think about it. It's just sometimes I'm like, I get stressed out over the little things. Like, I can't imagine how I would be on that show. I'd probably be like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but uh, we'll see. Well, well, if you were on, who would you do for Snatch Game? Ooh, uh, Yuha kind of stole it. I was going to do Samara Morgan from The Ring. One. <laughs> you, she did. Well, technically, you can't do a... Um, Copyright. I yeah, that's a fictional it. character. So. Um, Lana Del Rey was another one. I can't do the voice now, but I'm, when I'm in it, like, it's very... I, I find it funny. Um, bon Quiqui is another Angela Johnson in general she has mm-hmm. so many different personalities um, Nicki Minaj is another one I felt like everyone that have tried Nicki Minaj have failed but remember Nicki Minaj and Cardi B are different I've seen people do Nicki <laughs> and they show me their videos I'm like that's still kind of Cardi B now that Cardi oh, B's out God. if you could pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race who would it be? oh goodness is he uncut? <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, clearly she'll jump from anything. So exactly. She'll do, she'll do those kinds of challenges. I'm about to say, like, actually, is he uncut? Yeah. That would, that would be good TV. I'd watch that. Yeah. I feel like when, we were, when we're working and doing choreography, too, like, we just read each other's mind. It's, like, it, it's fun working with someone like that. Yeah, that, that, all right. I, I can see that combo. All right, so we're going to move into the pop five rapid fire where I'm going to give you like five pop culture things. You're just going to say the first phrase, word, story, whatever you want to talk about, about each. Okay. Number one, Drag Race Season 10. Um, Team Asia, but I've read the spoilers, so. Yeah, I mean, well, this will be coming out post the uh, finale, so we'll yeah. know things. Uh, so let's let's just talk about those spoilers. The spoilers, yeah. Um, um, definitely bring the crown back to New York City. Why not? I, I'm okay with it. I I, I, I feel You've like You've embraced it? I'm I, like I, I like I I like Aquaria. I'm I'm a, I've always thought she's incredible. Yeah. Um, I didn't think when the season started she was gonna win just because She wasn't another, a front runner. No, For and me. like they weren't gonna have like another white queen from New York win. Like that just seemed odd. Who are you rooting for? Uh, from the beginning? Oh, I was Team Cracker. I am a diehard Cracker stan. I love her. I was Team Asia from the beginning. And I, I, Asia grew on me. Like, but there, there are some looks that I was like, I hate these that are becoming so iconic. Like, everyone loves Tweety Bird. I'm like, I hate Tweety Bird. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's been interesting. I'm really excited tonight to see how they edit the butterflies. Yes, I, I've read about that. That's what I was um, like, ah! I'm, I'm curious. very curious to see how that's going to go down because that's integral to the story a lot of people saying this season was boring no but i don't think so i think a lot of those people that have said that is because their favorites have been eliminated i think so. this season just illuminates the production that goes behind drag race mm-hmm. because I, I i i've been questioning a lot of ruse decisions in the past couple seasons this season again i'm like why are we why is this narrative of eureka being pushed so hard down our throats yeah because she 
could have gone home a lot sooner than she did. Yeah. She didn't. That's Rue's choice. It's Rue's show. Rue did get exactly. To say what she wants it's to her do. name. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm still gonna love Drag Race. I'm a reality TV fanatic, so for me, I have a different perception. Like all the uh, people who don't really watch reality TV is like, it's, this is ridiculous. TV. I hate how this is happening. I'm like, twists are part of the game. It happens it on really every is, show. Yeah. Literally on Big Brother last night. Don't tell me because I'm a Big Brother fan. Oh, don't tell okay, me this because I saw your status. I was like, what is oh, it? Oh, and I even asked my boyfriend. Oh, I was like, uh-huh. should I watch it now? Just like watch it when you're like ready. Just it's. There's one stupid ass twist. I was like, oh, "This God. has never happened, and it's actually stupid, and I love it." I was upset last season. I think last Kyle season was. Won. I last season the cast. He got he so got Shangeled. I hate Paul. I hate Paul. So <laughs> I know, so but he was so good. No. Anyway, let's get to yeah. But Drag Race, yeah, I was Team Asia from the beginning. I there were moments like I questioned her looks, mm-hmm. but I know she's an entertainer. And the reason why I say Team Team Asia and I'm from New York is because I've met her through the Miss Gay America pageantry mm-hmm. system, and she was genuinely nice then. And when she performed her final night, she sprained her ankle during rehearsal. And the bitch still performed like no other yeah. when it came to the final talent. So, bow down to her. And then she was carried off stage right after she walked off of the, the judge's site, obviously. She was like up and pro- professional until she was out of sight. Incredible. Yeah. Adrenaline really rushes through you. It does. So Number two is LeBron James. The only thing I know is that like song lyrics about six rings. That's all I know. <laughs> well, he, um, he I know he's in. Um, he played for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he's a free agent this year, and he gets to pick another team that he wants to go oh, to. Okay. It's just ridiculous drama, drama, drama. Okay, I, I know he was um, Cleveland Cavaliers because the last gay games was in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Ohio, and they were like, oh, "This is where LeBron James get ready." One of the rooms that we were put in before we hit for opening ceremony. So that's all I know. All right, number three, we'll get a little political. Justice Anthony Kennedy's retirement. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Sadness. It's, Sadness. It's just, it's crazy that Trump's going to pick another person. I know. That's like, uh, I just, I can't. Like, I, I honestly think the impeachment's not going to happen. As much as I want it to happen, I don't think he's going to get impeached. And if he goes for another term, he might get it. Unless yeah. we, ch- unless the Democratic Party really choose a candidate that's out there but like yeah it's it's sad like i hate like this it's we have to, like this is just really making us making the lgbt community and other like minorities really fight more yeah and and you know what like maybe this is the adversity we needed to shake. push forward and really like shake things up like we'll, i don't want to say thank god but it's like it's like it, it's so unexpected now because i guess maybe maybe for eight years under obama we were like eh, everything's fine it's gonna be great we don't need to do anything and, uh-huh. and when we and like it, when my conservative like friends when i tell them you know like they're like obama was like this and that i'm like he inherited the recession like yeah. he couldn't have anything control like control over that and then when it comes to trump they're like oh like you know the dow is so much better i'm like have you personally gotten a penny out of that benefit? Right. No, just his friends that that are up there. Like, yeah, they're not really thinking about this. It, politics is one of those things where I like again. I also stay very social media neutral. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. And then people like comment, and I'm like, I have to take a step back. I gotta take a step that's back. what I that's what I do. But it's this country is gonna be interesting in the next at least couple months. It's gonna be fascinating. Number four, Jurassic World. I did not see the new one yet. I haven't seen I'm, it either. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited, too. Um, I was excited growing up because I know they filmed some scenes in Hawaii. Yes, they did. Yes, at Color Orange. So, 
you can still go out there and like ATV ride and horseback riding. So it's like it's still there. And growing up, that was like a thing I used to like watch all the time. But I haven't seen the new one. I have Movie Pass, so I should have no I excuse. I, have, I know I have to go see it. But yeah, I mean Hawaii is ripe for a lot of filmings. Of yeah, like, I remember. I mean, I know that there's still a Lost tour that people there is, can, yeah. like see the filming locations of Lost. Yep, which I probably would do if I go down to Hawaii. I love, I love that show so much. Even though I was so angry at the <laughs> I was so angry. Like I yelled at the TV. I yelled so. Uh, much. Fuck you! Six years of me watching. Six, this bullshit. I know. And last but not least, you mentioned her already, Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh my goodness. I was just hoping that she's not a one-hit wonder. Apparently not. She's, she's still, doing like, fine. She's, she's doing, doing fine. fine. Exactly. Even, even though everyone really just continues to request Bodak Yellow. Yes, and like I, I still like I'm surprised how the crowd, how much the crowd lives for. They love that it. Song. They love it. Yeah. I mean, I was. At, I've never um, done it though. No, never. No, oh. I leave that to Anita. That's <laughs> so I was at brunch at Fresco's Cantina in Astoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Golden Delicious and Nicole Gina, Noscovy, uh, Nicole. Uh, for this one week. And the end of the show, someone was like, $20, do car, uh, Bodak Yellow. And the two of them had to do it. Nicole knew the words, which that says a lot about her. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, they were both very uncomfortable doing it. Because, yeah, there are certain words and I'm like, I yeah. still, I don't want to... <laughs> Yeah, it, but you know what? She's becoming this fascinating character of pop culture. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens in two years to see if she's still around. That's what I say, and like I, re- I do respect her that she really goes in when someone's, you know. Yeah. She doesn't like tolerate anyone calling. And it, like again, like people forget her origin is through a reality show. Exactly. Yeah. Reality TV, not the worst thing in the world. Nope. But um, yeah, no, I, I let Anita do that. Me and Anita as drag sister, we have this thing where we will never compete against each other. We won't ever do each other's mixes or like go to songs. So the moment like a song comes out, we kind of like text each other. This song is mine. Okay, <laughs> that's between that's us, that's so that's a good <laughs> sister. All right, so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Robbie Rice. Mm-hmm. As a performer, how can you send a positive message to those who are coming to see you? Um, as a performer, um, positive message, I, be your authentic self, really. And, like, when I, when I host the show, I like to make sure I make fun of myself before I make fun of the audience. Yeah. So they're comfortable. Like, this is really all fun. Let, let everything go. This is a drag show. Don't take it seriously. So... That's what I say, like, embrace yourself before you. Like, RuPaul says it, how can you love yourself if you can't love anybody? How are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? How are you going to make fun of someone else if you can't make fun of yourself? That's very true. That's what I tell people, so... Gotta be able to read yourself. Exactly. Well, now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. I'm so bad with questions. Anything. You can ask any question in the world. If you're... If you were to do a movie of your life, who would you want to be the leading actor or actress? All right, I can, I can, I like that question. It's a good question. Well, if you've made it this far in the podcast, use hibiscus hashtag hibiscus Miss Stonewall twenty eighteen. Where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm active as hibiscus on Instagram at 
I-T-S-H-I-B-I-S-C-U-S. It's hibiscus. And on Facebook, I'm my boy name, Eli, E-L-I, Ramiro, R-A-M-I-R-O. But if you want to see more hibiscus content, it's more on my Instagram. And are you on Venmo? I am not. Get <laughs> on I'm, Venmo! I know, I never say it. I'm Get like, on I Venmo. It's so easy. <laughs> Just like, it, all you have to do is like what? Put your like, bank uh, info yeah, in there? Yeah, that's what people tell then, me. Because I have I have people at shows like ask me like do you have Venmo? I'm like no. <laughs> get on it, girl. Like there's an ATM machine. I know. Well, the, the <laughs> thing with ATM machines, especially at Stonewall, is they charge like four dollars. I heard uh, that is when I first did that. I was like four dollars. That's no, crazy. No, no, not gonna do it. Sorry, bitches. I, like, not, I will find another way to pay you. But this was such a pleasure. Thanks Thank for, you for having me. This. Oh my goodness! Finally. The biggest thanks to Hibiscus for coming on. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.